Hey, Ball Squad, it's Aaron. I just want to give you a little context for what you're about to listen to and then ask for a very small favor. So what you're about to hear is the pilot episode for a scripted audio comedy that is heavily inspired by anime, particularly shonen anime, as the name implies. It's basically the show that Vince and I would make if either of us could draw or animate or if Netflix suddenly came knocking on our door with a sacks full of money and there were dollar signs in the sacks and we're like, where'd you get this money? And they're like, shut up, just make a show. And we're like, okay, we will. And, you know, this is what we would do. I wrote it. Vince stars in it. We worked with some incredible comedians to make it happen. Uh, we really hope you enjoy it. But unfortunately, it is a pilot which means that as of this recording, there aren't any plans to produce any more episodes. And mainly because right now, for Vince and myself, uh, it's just not sustainable to make more episodes. Uh, it wasn't particularly hard, but it's much more involved than just producing the podcast like we normally do. There are more people involved. They all freely gave of their time and talent. Vince and I used our own money as well as profits from merch sales. And again, thank you so much for anyone who bought merch. That money went directly to licensing the music because music is surprisingly expensive. Uh, it just, you know, it took a lot of time and it would be difficult to keep going with episodes without a little more support. So right now with the pilot, our plan is just to gauge interest in the show. Uh, we're putting it out in the wild to you folk uh, to see how it does, and then we'll figure out the next steps from there. So now here's the part where I ask for that favor. Uh, listen to the pilot. If you like it, please share it with your friends uh, in real life, on social media. Tag your favorite podcast network. Say, hey, we'd love to see this on your network. Tag anyone who you think might dig it. Anything you can think of to spread the word. And if you're a shy boy or a shy girl like me, even just writing to us or commenting on it, letting us know that you enjoyed it and that you want more, that also helps. Because the more people that listen to the pilot and the more positive of a response to receive, all that tells us that there's an audience for this show. It's easier to get other people involved and it's easier to justify making more episodes. To help y'all share the episode, there's going to be a YouTube link in the show notes, and that's going to be the easiest way to share it with people. You don't have to explain podcasting first. It's the, it's the thinnest barrier to entry with this YouTube link. And I just want to finish up by saying thank you all again for your continued support of us throughout the years. All of you make the podcast worth doing, and we love y'all for that. Uh, and like I said earlier, some wonderful, wonderful people worked on this. Uh, a very special thank you to Molly Brenner, Donald Chang, Kurt Cruz, Mandy Simpson, and Rebecca Groose for giving your time and your talent to us. And of course, since Vince isn't here, an extremely huge, gigantic, as big as Vince's thank you to Vince for being my partner on this. We put a lot of work into this, and we hope you enjoy it. So on with the show. Springtime settles in across the campus of Howard High. As the uniformed students begin their day, we hear stuff like, I'm late for class, or let me borrow your homework, or seize the means of production. You know, school stuff. One student in particular sticks out because they're the main character. We'll let him introduce himself. I'm Osiris Martin, but everybody calls me Ozzy. My hobbies are basketball, manga, and men's fashion. I'm just your average, ordinary high school sophomore. Except... I'm the coolest guy at Howard High. Ozzy spots his classmate Josephine up ahead. Hey, Josephine. Hey, Ozzy. 
So I'm wondering if you noticed anything different about me today. You know, anything that might make you say, dang, Ozzy's got it going on. And I'm a total fool for not realizing it earlier. Ozzy pulls at the ends of a gaudy looking vest that we've chosen to not mention until now. There are sequins on it. Many, many sequins. Hmm. You get a haircut? Nope. New shoes? Guess again. Lose weight? Uh Uh-uh. Wait, do I need to? Well, it's definitely not the vest. (laughs) Well... Because it looks like a pathetic attempt at peacocking, which, by the way, is inherently misogynistic, on top of being sad. So it can't be the vest, right? (laughs) Ozzy takes off the vest, crumples it up, and tosses it behind his back in one smooth motion. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely not the vest that I don't even have on. What vest? You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, see you in class. He waves half-heartedly as she leaves. Bye, Josephine. Well, I'm gonna be the coolest guy at school. One day. Another student walks up, crumpled vest in hand. Hey, man, you dropped this. Thanks, Wally. I I gotta return it after school. Josephine never pulls any punches, huh? Girls just don't understand fashion. Ozzy and Wally sit in the back of chemistry class. Wally is actually doing the assignment, nerd. While Ozzy just blows on an Erlenmeyer flask like he saw in a Corona commercial once. Do you think chemistry is cool? Like, if I won a Nobel Prize for it? Probably. It'd take you a while to get one, though. How long you think? Like, 20 years? Hmm, not loving that ROI. Why do you care so much about looking cool? You used to never care about that kind of stuff. We flashback to last year. I'll never care about being cool. And if I do, you have my permission to castrate me. Uh, that seems kind of extreme, freshman Ozzy. Damn it, freshman Wally. Promise me. Promise me on your dead mother's dead grave. Son, honor my memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Back in the present. I vaguely remember this. So what changed? What was wrong with just hanging out and playing ball and not caring about what anyone else thought? Oh, my sweet, sweet, naively innocent Wally. You're not as mature as me yet, so let me drop some wisdom. I've been employee of the month at Tuckos since January. Girls are fickle creatures. Their fancies are various and sundry, making accurately pinpointing a connecting interest akin to playing Devil May Cry 4 on nightmare mode. But if you're cool, you can supersede all of that. Because coolness is life's cheat code. I don't think that's true. Ozzy remembers a voice from his past. If this were a visual medium, we'd see two kids facing each other at a Dutch angle, in front of a blown-out pastel background while cherry blossoms fall. Sorry, Ozzy. You're just not cool enough. Uh, Just trust me. You have to be cool to get a girlfriend. And to be cool, you have to stand out. But my dad always said that if you want to be cool, you just have to be yourself. Look, I love Tom, but he's a know-nothing loser. You're right. What does Tom Ford know about being cool? Ozzy rests his head on his arms and stares out the window. Besides, what's so cool about being yourself? With another school day done, Ozzy walks the suburban streets by himself, while also thinking to himself. Gotta return this fast. Maybe buy a convenience store taquito, get some more men's magazines for ideas. What does Wally know anyway? He's never even had a girlfriend. Oh my god. Did he go and get a girlfriend without telling me? That has to be it, right? It's the only thing that would make someone not care about being cool. 
I'm gonna kill him, then beg him to teach me his ways. Ozzy's internal rant stops as something on the ground catches his eye. Hoi hoi, what's this? It's a metallic pin in the shape of an anime as hell sword. It seems to glow red, but that's probably just a reflection. Yeah, that's it. He bends down, picks it up, and places it on his lapel. Finally, some good luck. Before he can stand back up, an SUV goes flying over Ozzy's head, crashing into another SUV behind him. Same model, different color. He turns around to see the damage. Holy sh! Instinctively, he dives out of danger. He looks up to find, well, some weird shit. A translucent, multi-eyed blob creature the size of a larger SUV is rampaging down the street and right towards Ozzy. What the heck is that? A giant mouth with several rows of jagged teeth forms in the middle of the creature. Ozzy braces for impact. Well, this is it. I'm gonna die a virgin who's never kissed a girl, who's never even held hands with a girl. There was that one hand I held last summer, but that was my aunt, and it was by accident, so it probably doesn't count. Maybe I'll ask God when I meet him here in a second. Ozzy doesn't meet God yet. Instead, the beast is kept at bay by a young woman holding a futuristic shield that crackles with energy. If you're asking what kind of shield it is, then you probably play D&D and we should hang out. But for reference, it's a buckler. Oh my god, oh my god, I thought I was gonna die. Oh, you got here just in time. Josephine? Ozzy? You can see me? The beast interrupts the conversation by producing several tentacles, don't be weird about it, that whip against Josephine's shield. She's barely able to block them. Until she gives the command phrase, Shield Virtue Dynamo times two! A crack of lightning comes down onto the buckler, and another shield appears on her other arm. She's double-fisting shields like a champ. We also would have accepted Edward's shield hands. Josephine pushes the monster back. It bellows in pain. Whoa. That's... She then rushes toward the blob, bashing it across its face, knocking it back into an alley. That's... Josephine sets up the finale jumping up against the wall of the opposite building and launching herself into a mid-air spinning shield attack. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen! What? Josephine turns around, distracted by Ozzy's outburst. The blob thing, sensing an opportunity to escape, produces several tentacles that wrap around the fire escape, slingshotting itself into the sky, disappearing into the horizon. Damn it! She cocks her fists, like Henry Cavill in that Mission Impossible trailer, causing her shields to transform back into a shield-shaped charm on her bracelet. Ozzy runs over, grabbing her shoulders in excitement. Josephine, that was amazing. That thing was like a brrrrg, and you were like, shink, 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 krakow. Then whoosh, whoosh, krakow. And then you hit it so hard, it flew across the sky. Ow. You idiot. Because of your dumb fanboying, the shog got away. Well, is that a reason to hit me? Yes. Because if that thing fully materializes into our realm, it'll start absorbing everything. Trees, people, bigger SUVs. Then it would mitosis and there would be two of them. Then four. Then eight. Ad infinitum. And on top of that, I have no idea where it squirmed off to. Thanks to you. Um, Josephine? What? Could you not be the opening to Dark Souls and start making sense? What's a shog? Where'd you get those cool shields? Why are you surprised that I could see you? That's right. You could see me. Hmm. Josephine gets a smug grin, which Ozzy doesn't like the looks of. This, I don't like the looks of. Night settles across the town as Ozzy stands in the middle of a bridge. He's also back to wearing that vest that shall not be named. He looks miserable as he texts. Since we can't do a cool pop-up overlay, we'll just treat it like regular dialogue. It's been like an hour. Are you sure this is going to work? 
At the end of the bridge are some bushes, and hiding behind those bushes is Josephine, who snacks on a cliff bar as she texts back. Humans are our favorite food, and you're the only human besides me that it can sense right now. It'll come. How do you even know all of this? Are you in some kind of secret society? Do I get to join after this, prayer emoji? I'll explain later. Just think delicious thoughts, fork and knife emoji. And do I have to wear the vest? It's V embarrassing. Parentheses V standing for very, not vest, close parentheses. Well, three dots. The vest might be the thing that attracted the shog to you in the first place, so who knows, every little bit helps, right? Because it kind of feels like you're just doing it to get back at me for earlier, lol. What? No. Why would I ever do that? I know sarcasm is hard to pick up through text, and I don't want to assume maliciousness, but it seems like you're being sarcastic. Nah, bro. Wink emoji, wink emoji, wink emoji. Gotcha, bro. Vest stays on. Josephine chuckles to herself. (laughs) Then the three dots show up. For a while. Longer than a while. This next line is actually spoken out loud. Ugh, it's so annoying. Spit it out already. That thud was Ozzy landing in front of Josephine. Hey, I tried to text you. The shog's here. Cool. Thanks. She stands up, finishes her oat-filled snack, and holds her shield charm up to her face. Shield Virtue Dynamo times four! Another bolt of lightning hits as the bracelet transforms into a magical shield, but this time there are four of them, arranged in a cloverleaf pattern. She spins her multi-shield like a gun barrel and runs toward the shark. So cool. Josephine and the creature clash, but she has the clear advantage. The larger shield keeps the thing's tendrils from breaking through. The very cool spinning action slices sections of goop off the monster. The beast is on the ropes. Too easy. Our last throw was the four you out. She lifts her shield above her head, ready for the final blow. Until she gets a tap on her shoulder. Oh, you've got to be kidding me, Ozzy. I can't believe you're doing this. Oh, no. It my toes it did. It smacks Josephine across the bridge. Her shield retracts as she lands near Ozzy. Josephine! He runs over to her. She's hurt, but still conscious. <coughs> you gotta fight the shog, Ozzy. I can't fight that thing. I... I don't have a cool weapon or or powers or catchphrases. I'm not like you. I'm not cool. I'm just I'm just me. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> but maybe you can do something with that. Josephine musters enough strength to point to the pin on Ozzy's jacket, which is also where his heart is, because symbolism. Ozzy stares at the now glowing pin, awestruck. Whoa. Dude, hurry up and use it. We're gonna die here. Ozzy turns around, both shards just feet away from him. Uh, Sorry, sorry. He double taps the pin and... Nothing. Oh, wait. I have to say something first, right? Look out, dummy! Ozzy dodges a mass of tentacles while rapidly tapping his pin. Pin now! Spirit sword activate! Pin no jutsu! Come on, you stupid magic pin! You're not even that trendy anymore! Ozzy! He looks back to see Josephine scurrying away from the other shark. She tries to summon her shield again, but the blob restrains her. Josephine, no! I'm fine, just listen. The command phrase for the charm, it's... The shog lifts her up off the ground. It's the... It nearly splits in two as it widens its mouth, preparing to swallow Josephine in one bite. It's the three coolest words you know! Ozzy gets it now. I get it now. The anime slides to a halt, standing with new confidence. The shog also stops, tilting its head like a curious dog. Ozzy double taps the pin and yells towards the heavens. Sword Celsius Inferno times eight! 
A red wave of energy bursts from Ozzy, knocking both shards on their side and freeing Josephine. A big-ass Final Fantasy sword materializes in Ozzy's hand. Seven other swords, smaller yet still badass, form a circular pattern around the hilt. Ozzy spins the blade like a helicopter, lifting himself into the air. He then points the blade down, a meteor of death falling towards the dumbstruck creatures. Suck! The seven smaller blades start spinning in a gyroscopic pattern. My! The monsters brace themselves, covering their many eyes with their many tentacles. The force of the impact split both monsters into millions of little globules that quickly disintegrate in the heat of the blast. Josephine looks on, smiling. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then everything goes white. Not the vest, though. He should burn that thing. And somehow we're in Ozzy's room. <gasps> he sits straight up in bed. You know, classic end-of-a-dream sequence stuff. Ozzy reaches over for his jacket. The sword pin is no longer on the lapel. Man, the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. And it was all a stupid dream. But if it was a dream, what did I actually do yesterday? I don't even remember getting home. Hurry up, Ozzy. If you're late for school again, you'll have to run there with toast hanging from your mouth. Yeah, Mom, I know. Ozzy casually eats toast as he walks to school, still a little dejected by his return to normal life. Wally runs up to him, also casually eating toast. Hey, ma'am. Did they let you return the vest? Oh, that, uh, something came up, so I'll, I'll have to take it back today. Well, afterwards, you want to hit up the arcade? They just got the new Avenue Puncher 4 Alpha Turbo XDX Part 3. Sounds good. I hear they added 16 new characters since Part 2. Yeah, now there are 18 fighters. Josephine walks past the two nerds, kinda, sorta, avoiding them. Hey, Josephine! Hey, turn around! It's us, Wally and Ozzy! You know, the classic duo. From, from class, we're classmates. Hey, just, hey, turn around! Turn around, Josephine! Uh, hey, Josephine. Hey. What did you do yesterday? Anything cool or exciting? No, just, uh, band practice. Oh, I see. Wally tilts his head like a curious shog. What's up with these two? Is probably what he's thinking. Yeah, it is. Good guess. Okay, cool. Glad I was right. No new accessories today? Uh, no. Figured I'd stop chasing trends for a while. That's probably for the best. Yeah, probably. But... Josephine pulls something from her pocket. Maybe you could do something with this. Ozzy's eyes widen as Josephine presents a familiar-looking sword pin. I, I found it laying on the ground. Figured you'd be into it, or something, whatever. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. And uh, thank you for... Josephine and Ozzy notice the eyes on them, not just Wally's, but a few other students as well. Mind your own business, everyone. Can a friend give another friend a gift? Besides, I found it on the ground, so it's basically trash. I'm giving him trash. It's an insult if you think about it. Like any good anime character, Ozzy awkwardly puts his hand behind his head as they have a wholesome teen laugh together. My name is Osiris Martin. I'm not the coolest guy at Howard High, but I think I'm on my way. Ugh. And what are you laughing about? Uh, nothing. The imaginary camera cranes over the kids, then tilts up towards the clear blue sky. We're now somewhere. 
Definitely not on Earth. Definitely not in our own dimension. That's really all I know right now. I, I tried texting the writer, but I just keep getting the three dots. We see a pair of glowing red eyes staring right at us. Then another pair. And another. And another. Ad infinitum. Shonen Upsurge, Pennant Society, Episode 1, The Coolest Guy in School, Ozzy's Awakening, with Vince White as Ozzy, Molly Brenner as Josephine, Kurt Cruz as Wally, and Donald Chang as the narrator. Additional voices by Rebecca Gruce and Mandy Simpson, written by Aaron J. Shelton, produced by Aaron J. Shelton and Vince White. Audio engineer, Kurt Cruz.